Community Kitchen, I'm Daniel, uh, that was Bucks Fizz, Land of Make Believe, and before that, Robson and Jerome with Up on the Roof. Uh, I want you to get in touch through Facebook, um, we have a Radio Shield Community Kitchen group, you can join that, uh, leave comments, of any suggestions you would like to make about cooking, and 
we'll be also speaking to uh, Kevin, who's the head chef of Michael's Cafe in Shield, right next to the Market Square. And uh, like I say, we'll get in touch. We'll be back after this one.
while, we had a bit of Debbie Harry there with Blondie, uh, Call Me, and The Jam, Town Call Malice. Um, during today's show, I want to be talking about uh, Yorkshire pudding mixes. I put a bit on uh, Facebook the other week and had quite a few comments come back, such as, I mean, the majority of people are saying it's equal amounts, flour, egg, milk, some people add water, some people don't. Uh, what do you think? Um, and also, we're going to be diving into Sunday dinners. What could you do with the Sunday dinner leftovers? Get in touch, Facebook, uh, on the Radio Shields Community Kitchen web uh, group page, or you can email communitykitchen at radioshields.co.uk. Hello, I'm Kevin McCarthy, chef manager at Michael's Cafe in the Market Square in South Shields. I've been chefing now for over 40 years and I've worked at places like the London Hilton, the Savoy Hotel, I've worked in the Lake District, I've worked in Torquay for eight years and I'm back home now. You see at Michael's you do quite a lot of bakery and pies and things? We do. The menu at Michael's is 99% homemade. Everything we do is, is made fresh every day. Uh, I particularly like bacon. We do. We make all our own pies, uh, scones, uh, which I really enjoy doing. We have a really nice recipe for scones. They're quite popular in Michaels. We have people coming in for them to take away. So how many scones do you do per day? It varies, but uh, I would say about a dozen a day. Sometimes more. It, sometimes we get people coming in taking half a dozen away uh, but I don't like to make too many because like I say we like everything fresh we don't like things sitting about so first come first served first come first served yeah pastry for the pies pastry for the pies is all short paste short crust pastry yeah short crust uh, we, we like to add a little uh, bits and pieces in there which are slightly different to a normal short paste for example I'll put some mustard powder in a uh, short paste. Also, in the fruit scones that we make, uh, we use uh, mustard powder in there as well. Mustard powder is great in pastry. Not a lot of people know that. They might think mustard pastry. No, <laughs> but it does actually work, yeah. Uh, so, like I say, when I make the fruit scones, we, uh, we put uh, mustard powder in there. And uh, instead of milk, we uh, we use creme fraiche, and it makes for a really nice scones. And that's uh, it's one of my specialities, my scones. Yeah, I'm proud of them. See, if I was making um, say the pastry for a base for a quiche, I add um, maybe a few mixed herbs. You can the pastry. You can put mixed herbs in, yeah, yeah, and, and obviously depending on what kind of quiche you're making. Uh, I make a lot of broccoli quiches in there, uh, so I might put a bit of uh, oregano in uh, in the pastry, or I might put some rosemary. Uh, you you can play about with different herbs in your in your pastry when you're making quiches. Yeah, yeah. Good so question for you about uh, the quiche. What ratio eggs to milk do you use? I get this a lot. Yeah, a lot of people end up with like scrambled egg or just a massive lump of egg. They do. Yeah. So the best ratio for me, the ratio I use, is to take a pint glass 
Put four large eggs in the glass and then fill it with milk and you'll find that is pretty good ratio for any any quiche. Yeah. So four eggs probably large eggs. If you've got four small eggs, eggs uh, an extra egg, five eggs. Put five eggs in a pint glass, filled up to the top with milk, and and that's uh, pretty much a, a perfect Didn't ratio. Use whiskey, really, don't you? Yeah, just mix it up, you know. I and again, you can add things in. When I'm doing mine, uh, I just add salt, pepper, and some paprika in there as well, and uh, and it's really nice. Yeah. Well, you tipping it from uh, tipping the egg mixture on, or pass it through, or see if it gets out any loose bits of shell that might have. Falling in when you crack the eggs in. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. You got to be careful with the eggshell. Nobody wants to eat the eggshell. <laughs> Hopefully, at Yorkshire pudding mixes. My Yorkshire puddings usually come out pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I don't have uh, a set recipe, uh, weights and measures. I kind of like. Uh, I just. Get the consistency right. It's all. I was always practice. told um, if you use a, a normal cup, just a normal cup that you have your cup of tea in or a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. uh, fill it with flour right. and then scrape the top off like you would do with a, a yeah. spoon for a baby's bottle. You know. Yeah. Uh, so one cup of flour, one cup of milk, one cup of eggs. But then you always do one extra egg for the queen, one extra egg for the country. Yeah, that's the secret. Then, that's the secret with Yorkshire puddings. You've got to have plenty of eggs in there. So he's always putting extra couple of eggs in. Yeah. I make uh, Yorkshire puddings two trays at a time, which is obviously 24 puddings, and they come out quite big. And then 24 puddings... I would put uh, 14 eggs in there. Uh, 14. 14 eggs for 24 puddings, yeah. Uh, and then you just put the milk in till you get the right consistency. You don't want it too thin, otherwise they're not going to rise. And if you get it too thick, uh, your puddings are going to be stodgy. So it's it's just practice of the right consistency. And when cooking Yorkshire puddings, we always start off with a high heat. So yeah. the, the rise, yeah. and then yeah. as soon as you see them rising, turn it down to about 100, well, just to dry them out. Yeah, what I do is I, I put uh, the trays in the oven. It's best to use uh, lard. I was going to say, do you use lard or oil? Yeah, lard is best. Uh, you can use oil, but lard will uh, get a lot hotter without burning. Uh, and you... You can use uh, goose fat at Christmas, you know, they use, like, they use the goose fat at Christmas and what have you. But lard and goose fat, that type of thing, they're better because they get hotter without burning. So I'll put the trays in the oven till they're absolutely smoking, bring them out, get the mixture in as quick as possible, put them back in the oven and then turn the oven straight down. And generally, they'll take about 35 minutes from the... And they should come out pretty good if you've got plenty of eggs in. But a lot of people make a mistake of not putting enough eggs in. Yeah, they'll come out like pancakes. Yeah, like Aunt Bessie's. <laughs> so, um, with the pastry, if you got a short crust pastry for pies and you wanted to turn it into a sweet pastry, could you just add a bit of flour to the mix before you add your water in or your milk in or whatever? Or would you have to make... If you wanted to turn short paste into sweet paste, I've known people to just um, obviously you rub your flour, uh, rub the fat into the flour, 
create the sandy texture. Yeah. And then obviously you add your water or your milk or whatever it is into the mixture. That's a short pace. Really. That's a short pace, yeah. Um, but I've also known people to want to make the dough, uh, the pastry, is to roll it in sugar and then knead the sugar into it. Yeah. But I've also seen people put the sugar in before they add the liquid. I've I've never uh, turned a short pace into a sweet pace, but uh, I can see how that could work. Yeah. But uh, but basically, a sweet pace is just a short pace with sugar in. Yeah. An egg. How busy are you at Michael's? Oh, Michael's Cafe. Before Covid, say. Before this Corona well, thing kicked off. Covid hasn't actually made a lot of difference to, to us because Michael's Cafe has been in the town for 45 years now. It's been thriving for 45 years. It's always busy. And this is because I like to think it's a bit more than a cafe. It's, 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 a, it's a hub for the community. We, we've got customers, a lot of our customers are older customers, and we've had customers coming in today that were coming into Michael's 45 years ago. The, and, the, and we've been around the town a few different locations, and the customers just follow us from place to place. And uh, the, the prices are very reasonable, and like I said earlier, everything is made fresh every day all the, all the meals are all home cooked and it's a very reasonable price so if you're an old couple and you're living on your own it's actually cheaper to come and eat in the cafe than it is to try and prepare it all in the house uh, and of course you have the added benefit of no washing up and no cooking to do yeah, exactly. I hear doing the dishes. And, and it's a great day out for them, you know. I mean, a lot of our customers, they all know each other. They come in, they sit and have a chat and that, and, and they go out happy. And it's, it's, a, it's a nice time out for them, you know, because they don't have a lot of places to go, really, you know. What Especially you ready meals? Oh, I don't like the ready meals at all, no. You find some of them are seeing like guaranteeing that it's nutritionally balanced and good for you. I think they're all very unhealthy for you. The yeah. microwave meals are the ones that you put in the ovens and that. No, I, I wouldn't recommend anybody eat uh, microwave meals and ready meal, any kind of ready meals. You know, uh, I've done research on this and uh, there was a guy, I can't remember his name, he worked for a huge uh, multinational company and uh, somebody asked him what they could eat and he says you can eat anything you want as long as you make it yourself <laughs> so that tells you a lot about these uh, processed meals uh, I personally I, I don't uh, eat processed meals at all nothing I, if I'm having anything to eat I like to cook it myself and you get these processed cheeses and processed hams and all that now as well can't you which is just cheaper than yeah. normal stuff like, well, yeah, what that's, goes into it that's exactly it it's uh, it, it may be cheaper but uh, it's certainly I don't think it's good for you no absolutely not some of the cheeses are like plastic and well, they rubbery are. really rubbery they are yeah uh, when I was in the army I went to work there we were in Iraq in 2006, and we uh, we were cooking off a certain percentage of fresh rations to a certain percentage of the ORP, which was the 
um, operational ration packs. So in these ration packs you have obviously tins of sausages which are covered in lard. So obviously you just fry them in the lard. Yeah. You've also got tins of margarine, tins of cheese. Tins of cheese was like the plastic processed cheese. Right. Um, and I got given the job to make a, a cheese sauce out of this cheese. And honest to God, it takes about three and a half hours just for it to melt into yeah. the milk. Yeah, I've, 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 uh, there's no need for a roux because once it did melt, it actually thickened the, so it, the milk up so yeah, much. Yeah. It was literally yeah. a cheese sauce. But I've, I've actually uh, seen on uh, online uh, people burning this cheese, and it, and it just uh, it melts like plastic. Mm. <laughs> you burn it. I like making parmesan cheese crisps. I, I do them quite a bit. They're really nice. Parmesan's one yeah. of my favourite cheeses. Yeah. Um, but I like parmesan, I like doing the parmesan crisps and I also like using the parmesan quite a bit in carbonara. Yeah. Um, but problem. not many people, um, like people think using parmesan in carbonara is like sacrilegious. Well, uh, no, I was just going to say you can't make a carbonara with It's uh, <laughs> egg yolks and parmesan cheese. Parmesan cheese. And Whisk it all together and then you took so your hot pasta. Yeah. So straight from the water, the pasta straight from the water, straight in, right. and the excess water will make the sauce basically yeah. cook the egg yolks out. So you're yeah. mixing it around yeah. the pasta. Yeah, you got to be careful not to cook the eggs too much, otherwise uh, it'll make it awful gooey. Yeah, I've seen but people putting them actually on the stove, and especially when it comes to like hollandaise, uh, hollandaise sauce or something like that, and you're using the eggs and you're putting butter and it starts turning the scrambled egg. Yeah, yeah, it's. You yeah. try to get it from the heat to the cold, to the heat to the cold, heat yeah. to the cold, and try to keep it at that temperature, it's hard. It's, it's not as difficult as it sounds. If you haven't done it very much, uh, home days can be a bit tricky, but once you've made it a few times, you, you can see straight away if it's starting to turn. Yeah. You just take it off the heat, keep whisking it, whisking it. I keep telling my daughter about mayonnaise and how much oil it's got in it. It's like 98% oil. It's all oil. It's all oil, 100, like 98% oil. The rest of it's egg and egg vinegar. It's cracked black pepper cones. Egg yolks, that's all it is, yeah. Egg yolks in oil. Michael is uh, originally from Syria, yeah. Uh, But he's been here about 50 years now, yeah. Uh, Like I said, He's had a few cafes all around the town, and uh, it's always been a busy guy. I've not worked for Michael for 45 years, but uh, I have worked on and off for him over the years, and uh, it's it's a nice place to work. Uh, yeah, when he came in yesterday, it just seems such a nice atmosphere. It is a nice atmosphere. He seems to get on with everybody, you know, he knew yeah, everybody. Yeah, everybody knows Michael. But the, like I said, it's, it's it's like a hub of the community. All the cus- all of our customers, like ninety percent of them, are all regulars. They come in every day. They they, they live there, you know, yeah. for their food. They they don't cook in the house. They they come to Michael's every day. They eat uh, because, like I said, it's because of our reasonable prices. Uh, it is cheaper for them to come out and eat than it is for them to try and do it all in the house and. Um, You've got all the hassle on top of trying to do it yourself. A lot easier to just come out, sit down, chat to people you, that you know in the cafe because, like I say, all the customers are coming in every day, so they all know each other. And and it's a nice day out for them, you know. Uh, 
and and the staff, all the staff are great at Michael's, you know. And like you said, when you came in, a nice atmosphere in there. Everybody knows everybody. Uh, the staff always happy and smiling. Uh, and and the, and the customers love to come in and hear me sing. Got any other little tips and tricks for cooking? Pastry-wise or... Uh... Well, pastry-wise, uh, I always keep a nice lump of pastry in the fridge. Uh, pastry is better after it's been in the fridge for a year or two. Uh, give it a nice good rest. And, and you can make pies out of just about anything, you know. Uh, without even having to make a pie mix, you know. Uh, for example, um, condensed chicken soup is a great pie filler. You know, if you take a condensed chicken soup and just put in some cooked chicken and put it in a pie film, it's absolutely fabulous, beautiful pie. You can have it hot, cold, keep it in your fridge for three days. Uh, it's, it's great, yeah. I mean, these food parcels that uh, people get from the food banks, Yeah, they've always got flour, uh, they've always got jars of white sauce or tins of chicken soup. Yeah. Um, tomato soups and things like that um, you could easily make a, a pie oh, all you got to do is just learn how to do the pastry well pastry is very easy to make you know uh, some people s seem to have a problem with it but uh, basically it's just half the amount of fat to flour and try not to handle it too much. That's a, that's the thing, you know. Yeah, try, try, try and keep it cold, you know. Uh, if if you got hot hands, you know, just put them under the cold tap for a while before you start. Mm. Get it rubbed out as quick as you can, and then when you mix it up, when you mix in the milk or your water or egg or whatever you want to put in there, just do it quickly, you know, and then just leave it to rest. You have to leave your pastry to rest, otherwise. When you go to make your pie, you'll find uh, it'll all shrink in and uh, your filling will be all over the place. So that's why I like to make the pastry a couple of days before. And I keep it in the fridge for, you can keep it in the fridge for a couple of days. And uh, once had a good rest, you can roll it out, no problem. Put it on your pie, it'll stay, yeah. When you let it rest or you bring it out the fridge, you get it up to room temperature first, you reckon, before you roll it out. People are gonna find it hard to start rolling it out straight from the yeah, fridge. Yeah, yeah, take it out the, however much you want, you know. I, I, I make a big uh, piece of pastry and I just cut enough off for what I want and move it out for an hour or so uh, and then just make pie with it or whatever I'm making, yeah. Shoe pastry. Yeah. Uh, it's a long time since I made shoe pastry. What I vaguely remember. You bought that and bought that. Melt the butter into the water, add yeah, your flour. Add your flour. Mix yeah. it so it comes away from the pan. That's right. Let it cool down, add your eggs a little bit at a yeah, time. Yeah. But they're really good for. Uh, they're eclairs, aren't they, basically? Eclairs, yeah. rolls. Yeah. What's the name of that potato? That's got sugar. It's half mash and half shoe pastry. It's, uh, like, it's like a quenelle and it goes through the fryer. Yeah. It's dolphin. Is it dolphin? Dolphin was, yeah. Dolphin was a sliced potato with yeah. garlic and cream, garlic isn't it? Cream. I'm, gonna, I'm sure it's dolphin. Pom dolphin. So yeah, that's it. Shoe paste and uh, like croquette potatoes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Shoe pastry and uh, shoe mashed potato. Mashed potato. Over yeah. the fryer. Yeah, yeah. Pan in the fryer. I, love them. I, I 
do as well. Yeah, I've had them for a while. Yeah, I used to work at a place over in the Lake District, and they were regularly on the menu. And uh, I always ended up making hundreds and hundreds of them. <laughs> Most um, of the hotels I've worked in, I've uh, been on Tremetia, so I, I have a lot of potato dishes. Yeah. Well, that was uh, Kevin from uh, Michael's Cafe in South Shields, right on the corner next to the market stalls. Um, like I said earlier, I was wanting to get you to get used to get in touch with me. Um, what would your ideal recipe be for Yorkshire puddings? And also, what would you do, or what could you do with leftover Sunday roasts? Uh, as for the Yorkshire puddings, um, Mark Errington's here is use a regular tea mug, fill it with flour, pinch of salt and pepper, full of mug full of milk and mix it up. Then add a full mug of medium-sized eggs, all the above to the same fullness in the mug before anyone asks. Mix like mad. Um, he also says he's used to put soda water into it and used to get bigger volcanoes. Anybody tried that with soda water? Uh, let me know. Uh, I can say everyone's going for like a one-one-one mix. Uh, so it's like 100 grams of flour, 100 grams of eggs, 100 grams of milk. So like I say, let us know uh, on the Facebook page or email. It's communitykitchen at radioshields.co.uk.
was The Police with everybody, Every Breath You Take. And before that was Michael Jackson with Billy Jean. Uh, again, make sure you get in touch with us. Uh, ask any questions you want about cooking. Um, obviously, we're going on about Yorkshire pudding mixes today and also what you could do with your leftover Sunday roasts. Uh, a couple of ideas for your Sunday roast, I suppose, you, for chicken, you could uh, pick it off the bone and make a pie out of it. We were talking about that with Kevin earlier. Uh, you could make a chicken soup or a chicken curry. Uh, if beef, pork and lamb, you could probably do some sort of a wrap uh, with a bit of minted gravy or even a bit of horseradish sauce for your beef. If you've got any ideas, um, message in, email me, and uh, I'll read a few on, on air. Right, next we have uh, Final Countdown by Europe, La Bamba for my brother, and Queen and Love is All Around. Here we go.
right, we've got one minute or three, so uh, news will be kicking in soon. So don't forget, get in touch through Facebook or you can email communitykitchen at radioshields.co.uk. Get on Facebook, uh, search on the groups for Radio Shields Community Kitchen, sign up and uh, you can start leaving comments.
Hey, that was Go West, which started playing it before the news, but then the news cut in and cut it off, so I thought I might as well start it again. Right, the next one I have, um, I got an email through from Janice about Michael's Cafe. Uh, I love Michael's, she says, proper dinners rather than sandwiches. It's a good old-fashioned cafe. Um, when I went in there, it's such a friendly atmosphere. Um, Michael, he talks to all of his customers. It's like a big family in there, really. Um, should go down, give it a try. Next song we got up is a, a request from uh, my eldest, Sydney. She's isolating at home from school, and she said she's pretty bored. So uh, this one is for her.
Solar Survivor with Eye of the Tiger for Sydney. Sue's a, she's isolating in her room. Um, next, I have a song uh, from Wet Wet Wet. And every time I think of the name of it, I just think of uh, Love Actually. Uh, so I call it The Fingers and Toes. So then I don't have to uh, sing the version that I always hear.
that was Wet 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 with uh, Love Is All Around, not the Fingers and Toes song as I call it. Um, I am refusing to play any Christmas songs, not until next month at least. Um, otherwise I would have put that one on from Love Actually. Actually it's now Christmas, uh, Christmas is just around the corner but we've also got Halloween first so I'm going to play a couple of the freaky songs.
my monster from his slab began to rise. And suddenly, to my surprise, he did the match. He did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It got on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster match. Wow. From my laboratory in the castle east wow. to the master bedroom where the vampires feast. Wow. The ghouls all came from their humble abode wow. to get a jolt from my electrode. They did the match. They did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. They did the match. It got on in a flash. They did the match. Zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The guests included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. The scene was rocking, all were digging the sounds. Igor on chains, backed by his baying hounds. The coffin bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker Five. They played the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. They played the match. It got on in a flash. They played the match. They played the monster match. Oh. Out from his coffin rack's voice did ring. Seemed he was troubled by just one thing. Opened the lid and shook his fist and said, Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? It's now the match. It's now the monster match. The monster match. And it's a graveyard smash. It's now the match. It's caught on in a flash. It's now the match. It's now the monster match. Now everything's cool, Jack's a part of the band. And my monster mash is the hit of the land. For you, the living, this mash was meant to. When you get to my door, tell them what is said. Then you can mash. Then you can monster mash. The monster mash. And do my graveyard smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can mash. Then you can monster mash. Oh. Mash. You can catch on in a flash. Monster mash. Monster mash. Just wanted to say a big thank you to everyone who's listening today. Um, I'm going to leave the questions up on Facebook. Uh, I want your ad advice or um, ideas, really. Uh, what to do with Sunday roast leftovers and what is the best Yorkshire pudding mix? So uh, get, get in touch and we'll be uh, I'll get you on there.
hands were still on fire and their hooves were made of steel. Their horns were black and shiny and their hot breath he could feel. A bolt of fear went through him as they thundered through the sky. He saw the riders coming hard. And he heard their mournful cry. Yippee, I Faces gone, their eyes were blurred, their shirts all soaked with sweat. They're riding hard to catch that herd, but they ain't caught them yet. Cause you gotta ride forever on that range up in the sky, on horses snorting fire. As they ride on, hear their cry. It be I. Riders went on by and he heard one call his name. If you want to save your soul from ever riding on a range, then cowboy change your way today or with it you will ride, trying to catch the devil's hook across the endless sky.
Daniel from Community Kitchen. Uh, big thank you to you listening again. I am off and I will see you next week. There's a ghost in my house. The ghost of your memory. The ghost of the love you took from me. Where our love used to be. All the shadows from the past I see. Time can't seem to erase.
just in case we have a face to face and make contact. The title held by me, MIB, means what you think you saw, you did not see. So don't think be what was dead is now going black suit with the black ray bands on. Walk in shadow, move in silence, guard against extraterrestrial violence. But yo, we ain't on no government list. We straight don't exist, no names and no fingerprints. Saw something strange, watch your back, cause you never quite know where the MIBs is at. Uh, and.
Just like this before you start